It's time to talk about Cameron Ward and his visit to the Florida State Seminoles. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back in, everyone, to another edition of Locked on Seminoles. Thanks to the everydayers to make this a great show, and I'm really looking forward to this live stream because it's a big day. Florida State will be hosting quarterback Cameron Ward, the former Washington State and Incarnate Word quarterback, is arguably the most coveted prospect in this year's transfer portal. So we will dive into that quite a bit. I want to get your questions. I want you to ask about anything that you want to know regarding to him in terms of either A, his recruitment, what's going on with why he's so coveted, comparisons to other players, whatever it might be. I'm more than happy to do that. And to be quite honest with you, it's going to be a lot of fun talking about it. We'll, we'll get into his stats and everything like that first. But first off, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets. If you just put $5 down on a money line bet, whatever it might be, maybe it's a Knicks game, maybe it's the Atlanta Hawks, whatever, that's a 150 bucks. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to get started. All right. So first off, <clears throat> this past season at Washington State, 25 touchdowns, seven interceptions, just over 3,700 yards passing. Believe it or not, Washington State has some pretty good receivers. It's not a team that's just devoid of talent. It has some players. But would he have had more if he was at Florida State? Of course. That's the reason this is so exciting, because Florida State just had a great run-pass quarterback. They have others waiting in the wings, but if they were to sign Ward for the 24 season, and he does just have one year of eligibility, full disclosure, you're going to see a quarterback that would have an opportunity to raise up the play of other guys around him and make special plays. So I have a couple of stats pulled up on Pro Football Focus. Going to talk a little bit about them, then I'll jump into the chat. Again, questions, fire away. Uh, I'll get to those in a second. If you get one up, trust me, I'll get to it in just a moment. I do want to do a little bit of a backlog on what he did with deeper throws. If you've watched this podcast at all, you know that I like to talk about throws down the field. 20 yards and beyond. Ward's pretty darn good on it. Good at it. Last year is just over 25%. This year, over 40%, 20 yards and down the field. So 23 completions out of 57 attempts, 40.4%, 725 yards, 12.7 yards per attempt, 10 touchdowns to two interceptions. That's a really important one, too. That's five to one touchdowns to interception ratio. Anytime you're in that stat, you're good down the field like that. That's really rare. So great job by him. BTT, it's something that you'll probably hear me mention quite often with Pro Football Focus. This is their opinion on what they would like to call big-time throws. So that you can make a big-time throw on a screen if there's a whole bunch of guys around you, but generally it's 10 or more yards and usually 20 or more yards down the field. He had 17 of those this past year. Out of the throws that he made down the field, 26.2% of them were big-time throws. That's really, really impressive. So when he made these types of throws, 
the passer rating by NFL standards was 112.8. That's outstanding. Ironically, it's higher than any other category. And let me just back away from the pro football focus for a second and, and explain to you why this matters. When you look at the teams that are winning big in college football, doesn't matter which level, I guarantee you FCS, FBS, group of five, power five, however you want to define it. If you go through 10 teams that are ranked in the top 20, pick whichever ones you want in any division, and then you go all on into the statistics, you look at the teams that are winning, they have a quarterback that is getting the football to play make. Maybe a lot of screens that do it, they might just execute, and that's fine. But generally speaking, they can throw the football down the field, even if they are a running team. Here's a good example. We're going to talk about Georgia quite a bit here in about a week or so after signing day, because Florida State plays them. Georgia has a really good passing game, but a lot of it is predicated on play action. Believe it or not, their offense really isn't all that different based on what they did this year to Florida State. They just don't run the quarterback quite as much. Here's the, here's the deal. Accuracy down the field, man. If you do not hit accurate passes down the field, when you go against an elite defense, good luck. You're not going to have 12 play drives against elite defenses over and over and over. You have to hit chunk yardage plays. This is not a new scientific revelation. I'm well aware, but that's why Ward is important to Florida State or whatever school he ends up signing with. We'll get into the recruitment part of this here in, in just, just a moment. Let me, let me break down some comments here. What we got first, Mike, what's going on, man? How you doing, sir? Jody Beard, I think you will be a good quarterback for this team. Do you think he will be a good fit? I I mean, I, I don't know if there's a better fit based on history than what Ward has done compared to Norvell. Here, here's the one caveat. Ward is very mobile, but he doesn't run for yardage very often. He runs to avoid pressure, and then occasionally he'll run short yardage, goal line, or something like that. But he only had like 100 yards rushing or something to that effect. It was it was minuscule, but he's a very good athlete. More importantly, and why he fits is he will escape and he'll make an awkward throw that quite honestly is bad to show a younger quarterback that's just learning the position, like the very infancy stages, because he can do things that most people can't. Uh, all but underhanded. Uh, there, I got a, <clears throat> a photo of him throwing around a guy and he's like, it's below 50%. Like if. If this is 50, he's down here. You know, he's he's at like 40% and still able to release the football. Those kinds of throws have nothing to do with coaching. I don't care if you've played baseball, hockey, uh, high line. It could be anything. When the ball is in the air, there's you have to get it there in some way, shape, or form. Kicking it, catching it, throwing it, whatever it is, there's their trajectory, the way the ball gets there. Some guys just have a natural ability to make the ball curve the way they want in a baseball game etc. This guy can throw from different angles and put different lofts on the football to give his guy a chance to catch it. It's very, very unique. With Norvell's system, the ability to move outside the pocket, which they normally do, and they did a lot with Jordan Travis, I think the offense for the Knowles would be a natural fit. Do I think he'd run a little more before anybody asks? Absolutely. I just don't think that with one more year before he goes to the NFL, I, I don't think it would be Jordan Travis, say, 21 or 22. It would be more Jordan Travis this last year where they ran him in spots. And then he also had the opportunity, you know, if he wanted to take off because there's an all out blitz and he sees a hole, well, sure, you take off. Overall, Ward's ability to make 
the defense have to wait before they get him to the ground also opens up things down the field. That's the biggest thing here. That's why he's a fit. And that's why this is a great question. So Jody, thank you for that. All right. If he's so good, why is he entering the draft? To be honest, I think there's two points. I talked to somebody else about this. Rhino said it's a great question. Playing at Washington State out on the left coast, up in the Northwest, he's had some film, but he hasn't had as much as some other guys. And I also think that it's a deep draft for quarterbacks this year. To, you know, it kind of goes in cycles. If he'd have been in last year, he like the group had changed. I think he might have left. But this is kind of unfinished business, and it's my opinion. I don't know this. He'll have to comment on it at some point himself. But Cameron Ward, I think, wants to play on a bigger stage. And with the bigger stage, he would also have the ability to escalate his draft stock. So, for instance, Florida State just played in the ACC title game. They're going to play Georgia, et cetera. When you put those kind of games on film, and assuming you play well, obviously, NFL scouts are going to evaluate it a little bit differently, or at least, in my opinion, they should. More pressure. More lights, more cameras, more questions, more hype means you are under a microscope. You don't get that same thing at Incarnate Word. No offense to them. It's a program where he originated from in San Antonio before he transferred for two years up at Washington State. That is very important. If I'm a scout, the one question I would have right off the bat, hey, man, you did it at Incarnate Word. That's cool. And you were smart to go to Power 5. That's cool, too. But it's still Washington State. It's not. It's not Oklahoma. It's not Ohio State. It's not a Florida State. It's not Georgia. There's a different pressure there. So I think that's why. I could be wrong, but that's that's my definitive answer there. Angelo Smith, hit the like button, folks. Thank you very much. Please do that. Uh, I'd appreciate it. I'm trying to share this podcast with as many people as possible. And the easiest way to do that is for y'all to help out. Hit the like button. Uh, smash that subscription. Make sure you share it. And if you have questions, as always, when we do these, fire away. This is fun. Every time I post it, I I break the podcast up into two sections. If it goes like an hour or whatever, I want many, many people to enjoy this because it's fun. This this is truly fun. Thank you once again, Angel. I appreciate it, bud. All right. So is Ward in? What What do you mean? Like, is he committed? No. Is he supposed to be at Florida State today? Yes. I won't know any details just like anybody else till after and just full disclosure on how these work in general were included. It's not like with recruiting, I can get kids numbers and all this kind of stuff from the high school ranks and you follow them through, et cetera. At the end of their commitment, you might be able to get a hold of them, although unlikely. And that's it with the portal kids. Unless you had a long standing relationship with them years and years ago, you're not going to get a hold of somebody. So everything's kind of secondhand information. And unless they make a statement, social media, whatever, that's it. It makes it wild. It's fun, but you're going to get disinformation. You're going to get improper notes, etc. It is very, very wild. All right. Is Julian Fleming still available? The last I heard, this is bizarre. He was one of the receivers at Ohio State. Fleming is in the portal. And a lot of people thought he was going to go to Nebraska because Kyle McCord visit. McCord's for whatever reason, allegedly, again, I don't have any insight to this, is allegedly not going to go to Nebraska. Does that make Fleming not an option there too? Because if I remember correctly, he was going to visit there. Big-bodied guy that ESPN had number one in the country coming out of high school. Hard to say what's going to happen with him. I have no idea where he's looking to go. I haven't followed it. But yeah, there's there's some potential there. 
<sighs> I that's a great question. Here's the deal. I'll, I'll give the roundabout here. I'll just make this easy. Jody Beard asks, when will there be news? When will he commit? Well, here, here's what I know. He visited Miami earlier this week. Ohio State was rumored to be a school involved with him, but I haven't heard anything about them the last few days. He's going to visit Florida State. He may even be on campus as we do this. And also, he's probably looking at somebody else, I would assume. Again, specifics, I don't know, because this is fluid. He's got SEC schools, ACC schools, uh, Big 12, whatever he wants to do, he has an option. The one thing he said after the Miami visit is he would take a week to two weeks, quite possibly. It's up in the air, even by his statement. Therefore, who knows? I'm sure that no matter if it's Florida State or Miami, because I'm assuming they figure it's going to be one of the two. They would want him to commit immediately, so it helps your signing day for high school kids. But there's no guarantee of that. Timing is everything. Concerned about the fumbles. I don't know, did he fumble much? I mean, I, I honestly don't pay much attention to that. And that's something that's pretty easy to correct with ball security and drills and practice. If Ward did, that's something they got to fix, but he's a game changer player. So I think you kind of live with it. Mr. Rob Castagna, I recently saw that Ward has been sacked a lot. I know that, his, yeah, his O-line, but do you think maybe he holds the ball too long? A little of both. Watching him play live, watching the film, he is a I'm going to find a way to make a big play guy. You got to be careful about coaching that out of a player. When you get on a kid about, okay, you need to get rid of the football, there's there's reason for it, and that can cause fumbles. But at the same time, some guys just have a knack for it and then throw the ball down the field or creating something or even taking off. He's able to do any of those. So I'm not sure what the best answer is, or, and I, I don't know what Norvell and his staff would want to do with that. You'd have to get the with the receiver coaches, everybody on the same page, what's best here, because there is more risk. Also, he's a guy I think as, you know, he's played four years of college ball. He's going into his fifth year wherever he goes. Cam Ward, kind of have to give him some leeway, don't you? As long as he's not just carrying the football all willy-nilly, he's tucking it away and keeping it close to his body, like do a little bit better. I would think you would give him the ability to make some of those decisions that you may not with a younger quarterback. James Reeves. I'm very worried about linebacker even before one day, and I will talk. I've got some names written down here towards the end of the podcast. I'm going to just generically, we'll go over more of it, may even do it tomorrow, the overall list, because it's finally started to blossom a little bit. Some of the guys going out, not sure exactly how I'll do the podcast, but we'll talk about it. James says, I'm worried about linebacker. Can we improve over that? We have, uh, I don't know. I guess Nicholson is our best on roster guy. Florida State's in trouble, in my opinion, at linebacker right now because the depth isn't there. They've gotten some guys in, but they're losing some key guys, etc. Losing one day's not good. I think they need at least two transfer portal or uh, linebackers now. Doesn't they don't both have to be starters, but you need experience. Let me define experience. That doesn't mean you've been in college for three years. That means you've been a starter somewhere, or at least a co-starter somewhere. Even if you're not a dude, it could be a guy from University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Um, I think that's where T.O. went, actually. But you need somebody that just knows what it's like to go out on game day, be on the field, go through drills, lead his group, and then be out there on first and 10, first play of the game for the defense. You need a couple guys like that just in practice and stuff every day. Florida State had that this year. 
Part of the reason they were successful on defense is the linebackers were experienced. That's important. So I'm, I'm a little concerned about it too. We'll see. 14 fumbles. I don't know if that's over his career or whatever. That is a lot. Uh, but again, things like ball security in the pocket really isn't that difficult to fix. Uh, not from what I know. And part of it, again, is probably him holding on the ball. I'm not disagreeing. But at the same time, I trust Florida State staff based on what they've done on offense to fix that. Michael Pride, rushing numbers dece deceiving because of his offensive line was not great. Here's a great point. Mike is right. For those of you that do not know, this is one of my pet peeves, and I hate this stat. The NFL has it right. College does not. In the NFL, if quarterback is sacked, that number is taken away from the passing yards. In the college level, even though it's a passing play, if the quarterback is sacked, it's taking away from the rushing stats. Why? He was sacked quite a bit, so his rushing numbers do not behoove what really transpired. It's dumb. I think if he wanted to take it on and they'd have to set it up in Norvell's scheme, Ward would be very good as somebody that would run RPO, occasional you know, quarterback counter, quarterback buck sweep, where they pull the guards and everybody sucks down and they fake and he just, it's kind of a naked bootleg kind of action. Something like that, once a game, he's good for 10 yards. You had two or three of those plays in a game, especially against a quality opponent that has similar talent, it can tip the scales in your favor on the always important scoreboard. So, yeah, I think that it's really important to keep in a factor here. Florida State's going to be rebuilding their O-line a little bit etc. And we'll talk some about that again with the transfer portal tomorrow, the days after, but this is huge. He's gotten his butt kicked from, you know, sticking in there at Washington state. They don't have the same talent as some of the upper echelon power five teams do. So he lost more yardage. Be careful reading into his stats. That's a really good point by Michael pride. Patrick Wilson, that ward kid isn't nearly cerebral enough to run the North. Why? Why? What, what would make you say that, Patrick? We could not disagree more. Tori Sims, I haven't heard, is Benson playing the bowl game? I don't know, but my guess is if he does, it would be shocking based on everybody else. I just assumed he'd already opted out. I haven't even checked. If somebody wants to pop that in the chat or if they're to have, so be it. But I honestly do not know. Uh, running back is the spot above any other. The guys opt out because they take the most hits and they just want as few as possible before they go to the draft. Mr. Broccoli, do you think Lundy is just a money play like Peyton? Can NIL keep him from leaving? This is a topic I was going to wait for later to kind of interject my rant, if you will, but I'm going to go ahead and do it now. If kids are leaving for NIL, it's a really bad idea. You have to earn it if you haven't already gotten some money. You know, like if they've given you something, go with it. Guys that haven't played at all. This drives me nuts. Some of the guys aren't playing that much and they demand that you're getting paid. In the case of Peyton, he's a starter. I kind of get that. That's at least a negotiation. Wendy wasn't a starter, but he was a good player. He was very effective. I need to know the numbers. But overall, here's my rant. Guys that bitch and moan about the NIL that they are getting, you better have already put it on film, meaning statistics, et cetera. That drives me crazy. And I'm not somebody that really jumps in and it goes all out to get on a guy's. I mean, everybody should try to get their money for, you know, sacrificing their body and playing for the university they play for. But it drives me nuts 
So it's not necessarily the biggest positive in the world. With that being said, there is another positive that I want to talk about here in just a second. Um, we, we have to get into why Ward is such a good player in the system and why getting it means something because the other school that he might go to is one that most Florida State fans would probably not like very much. And that's just part of the deal, man. You got you to gotta beat your competition to get the main thing that you want, and that's W's. Speaking of W's, prize picks. If you haven't checked it out, you should. What is prize picks? It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less on two to six players on over-under, say, like 80 yards receiving, 80 yards rushing. Those are the main points. There's also a combination league, like if, since basketball is going on, you could pick an NBA player to hit a stat in combination with an NFL player. It also has injury insurance, so if your guy gets hurt in the first half, you get it reloaded. So go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college. Use locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, so here's the biggest thing that you should look at beyond the obvious. You know, obviously you want him on your team. You obviously want him on your team. He's a really good football player. But at the same time, you also have to remember that if you don't get him, there's a really good chance he's going to go to Miami. And this is something that doesn't happen a ton. But at the same time, if he goes to Miami, and I don't know what would happen with Florida State's quarterback situation, potentially do DJ Uyungle. I I don't know how that's going to work out. If I remember correctly, I've got it written down on my notes somewhere, he's going to visit Florida State in the back half of this weekend. They're two different quarterbacks, just both from the Pacific Northwest, as far as where they played at in the Pac-12. That would be very interesting. So if anybody wants to put in something about the Miami-Florida State thing, I'd like to address that in general. I'm going to go through some of the other questions here as we get going. Um, let's see. Where was I? All right. This is the last one. Any intel on this? Kim has already made his decision going to Miami. Miami sports writer claims he was there. Blah, 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 blah. I, I've heard a number that he was offered. Um, I'm going to leave that alone because I don't know how accurate it is. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting, but I think there's a lot to be said for him taking the visit there and then right after going to Florida state, he's just trying to compare. I don't think he would have immediately turned around and went to Florida state if he was done. Um, that wouldn't make any sense unless he already had it booked and he just wanted to honor it possibly, but I doubt that he's done. Why would you take the visit? That's a lot of work. Just be done. You can just call him and say, Hey man, I made my decision. I don't believe that's the case, but I could certainly, certainly be there. All right, let's see. If you look a lot of his film, when you don't have a lot of talent around you, you tend to try to do too much to compensate. That is true. Michael Pride makes a great point there. Turnovers happen, more talent, less turnovers. There's truth in that statement. The only time that it doesn't happen is if you have too much confidence and you just throw it up to your guys all the time and you're going against good DBs, you're going to get some picks. But I don't think that uh, there's any doubt. Washington State's defense wasn't great. The O-line wasn't great. They had a hard time sustaining drives. 
So Cam Ward would throw the football into tighter windows than maybe he should have. And sometimes he would just try to make too much happen in the pocket, giving his players more time to get open, tight ends, running backs, and receivers. So, yes, that can absolutely lead to more turnovers. Seminole Siegel 83, DJ sucks. Obviously, you are not a DJ Uli Ungole fan. Since I since you brought him up, I do want to read off a few of his stats. It's very interesting. I mentioned at the top that there's something to be said for having DJ in the lineup. Uh, really good player, really talented. But at the same time, we're talking about a guy that's, quite frankly, better than people think at throwing the ball down the field. He's got a big arm. And these numbers kind of back it up. I, I mentioned the 20-yard passes a little bit ago. For Cam Moore, here are the same kind of deal for him at 20 yards plus for DJ Uyungle. 18.2% of his passes were 20 or more yards down the field. He was 25 of 57, a higher percentage than Ward, 43.9, 784 yards, 13.8 yards per attempt. Part of that is Jonathan Smith is a fantastic coach. He's the guy that just went to Michigan State. But you flat out got to tip your cap to DJ. Throwing the ball down the field is hard. It's pretty Pretty good stat. He also was eight to three. That's not quite what Ward's was, but it's still pretty good. Touchdown interception. He had 19 big time throws. Ward had 17, if I remember correctly. 29.7% big time throw percentage rate on 20 yard passes or more. So he's pretty darn good um, in those situations. 108.4 NFL rating in that circumstance. The throws that he did best were still under 10 yards at 114.5. He struggled with the mediums 10 to 19 it was only 88.7 that means a lot of guys trying to throw the middle field where it's hard so it just interesting on dj i'm not a huge fan either 